Right, Michael, it's episode 13, isn't it? Hello. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? Lucky this, 13. Yeah, now it's formally now our one-year anniversary today. Indeed. Now, obviously, that's for Comics Unity, and to make it a special occasion, we've gone and brought in a special guest, haven't we, We Michael? have, we have. Now, who's the special guest, then? It's me, Jesse. Now, anybody that follows my productions might recognise that voice. Who is that mysterious voice? It's the ghost I was reading in bed. And? I don't know, I've just so many things I've lost count. You're also in Spoken Label occasionally. <laughs> and, and, and our Supernatural correspondent. Yep, and also she crops up in the Clean Andy and Amanda show. <laughs> There's another one we're doing so, aren't you? And who's, and who's that me here then? Huh? What's your name then? Just so people know. <laughs> it's not Andy Ann, is it? No, it's not, it's not Michael, but Michael, is it? Just Michael. There's a month still. Yeah. Now, Quick coincidence today, obviously. The last couple of times we've been getting shipping Amanda in specially for just to do the supernatural correspondence at the end of the episode. But Mike, I'm not shipping fees, bloody hell. I know, shipping especially, though. The fees have been for a normal Michael, haven't they? It doesn't be your Amazon, it'd be easier, but. <laughs> so, just drop her in by one of the today, I've charged you three Jaffa cakes. Exactly. And I think Michael's on his third one as we speak, actually. <laughs> drop her in by a drone. <laughs> but Amanda's in, in the studio today, so by chance, straight up early. So, what we get, you see, you sit in Amanda and you can laugh at us who are babbling on for no, no reason as normal. Is that yeah. true? That's fair enough. And um, I know it's going to be good about this podcast, but we've got all our scripts set out as normal. Now, Amanda won't have a clue what we're talking about, probably half of it, will you? Won't be the first time. <laughs> so, but anyway, so Michael, do you want to start off with the news this month? Uh, yes, we have vaguely, so, well, Marvel adjacent news in that the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige will be part, will be guest starring on The Simpsons. No. Do you know, obviously, Amanda knows who the Russo brothers are, aren't they? That's the guys that did the Avengers last two films yeah. and the Dead and One Soldier. So and Kevin Kevin Feige is obviously got runs Marvel Studios. They're actually um go on, Michael, carry on. Yeah, they they are uh, going to be guesting on The Simpsons in an episode titled Bart and the Bad Guy. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, Bart look seeing a hotly anticipated Avengers style superhero movie. And then uses spoilers to blackmail the film's directors voiced by Anthony and Joe Russo. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kevin Feige will voice Chinos oh, yeah. in the the manly chin Thanos knockoff villain <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> oh, only the Simpsons can get away with this again. It's it, it's it's almost a rite of passage as your place in uh, popular culture to guest star on the Simpsons. Did you hear about? Um, no, it's not on the script. Do you both do you both you read about what South Park have got coming up shortly? They're doing one on transgender athletics next week, fairly soon. Well, that, that'll be interesting. I've got a lot of I know. It's hard, it's hard to believe that in both cases. Why put a season of the Simpsons up to now? 22, 23? 30, 40, hmm? who knows? I know, it's probably over 20 years, isn't it? So it's crazy. And there's a very good um, documentary called Six Days to Air mm-hmm. about South Park because they write and, and animate it and do everything in six days. Wow. Incredible. I didn't know that. Well, you think that other animated shows take a year and a half to do everything, and they do it? They do a single episode in six days. I suppose nothing else. Animate, act it, write it, everything. You think with that sort of thing, it's like, I used to watch a TV series years ago called Dr. Donkey on Channel 4, and that was like a news programme. 
It's a new sitcom. I, I remember that. Yeah, they used to do that where we used to write 10 episodes and they spend like, say, 10 weeks writing it all. And I've, they had the basic outlines, but they had parts in it that was improvised over the top of in, inserting in scripts. And that's obviously The Simpsons does itself and like, instead of that, the South Park. Well, sometimes. I think that's the good thing with the South Park just doing it that quickly is because they can stay sort of on the, on the finger of the pulse. Hmm. I didn't know that. <coughs> but certainly in the case of and um, Simpsons, I love the name that Chinnis, like Kevin Figs, going up. And they've got a good knockoff on them. I wonder what the chins are going to look like. I know what it would look like on South Park and other shows. Yeah, probably a bit more subtle. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know when the episode's down touching yet, but it's, it's not out of jazz at all. I don't so. think so. Should be fun. Uh, the one that's also looking interesting is on the Russo Brothers is the next part, where they're actually doing a documentary. Based on Reed Tucker's non fiction book, Slugfest. Now, Slugfest itself actually was, and I, I've not read this book, but I know plenty about it. Because obviously, man, you know, like with DC and Marvel, they're only two different comic companies. Yeah. They've been a backup for 50 odd years now, they have. And this, um, the Russo brothers, were massively Marvel affiliated. They're doing a documentary for the Queeby Network. Now, covering the backup between these two organizations in the last 50 years. No, I've not seen a release date for this yet, have you, Michael? I haven't either. I said, well, it's, it could be interesting because it's, it's going to be co- complete with a lot of interviews of major names in the industry. Marvel oh. and the Distinguished Competition. Yeah. As uh, Stan used to refer to them. And the Slugfest itself is meant to be revealing, this is called Deadline, this is, revealing the Arsenal schemes that the two companies have explored, employed in their attempts to outmaneuver the competition, whether it be stealing ideas, Poaching employees, planting spies, and launching price wars. I've heard of all of these happen before now. I've heard of all, I've heard of the ones of like if Marvel would do something and DC would copy it, and then Marvel would go right. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, man, it's fascinating. It's <coughs> you look at the back line, kids, a lot of the characters you've had in Marvel and DC over the years. Michael agrees. There's, there's so many similarities of some of the characters. Like it's did you know Deathstroke and, De- and Deadpool, for instance? Exactly. You also had um, came out roughly the same time. Obviously, Swamp Thing came out earlier on this year. Um, the TV series. They yes. They've got Man Thing. Man Thing. Which and, had really uh, coming out as a TV series. And Namor and Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all very similar. Namor was first, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So, right. Said, but it's state and the quote we were saying here. Uh, the, the dead end saying. With DC and Marvel characters becoming global icons worth billions, if anything, the stakes are now higher than ever before now. So it, it's convinced in documentaries, but bear in mind, with the Queeby Network... Now, yeah, we talked about this last time. I'm yeah. still not 100% of what Do you know what is? the Queeby Network is, Mum? That's in general, we told you a bit back about the Fugitive coming out to Keith Sutherland. Yeah. The Queeby Network is a new one that's launching next year. And it's been for like bite-sized TV things. Yeah, it seems kind of like a YouTube style thing yeah. of like ten minute videos. Yeah, that's what it's been like. So oh, this so this is obviously gonna be like 15, 10, 15 minute documentaries probably a series of them, so I don't know how they're gonna do it, so but anyway. We'll see. Yes, uh so we yeah, we do have some sad news. Hmm. Um the Cloak and Dagger TV series has been cancelled after two seasons. Now, I'm on to see that since I've not. Have you seen it, Michael? I've seen a bit. You talked. Yeah, I saw the second season on Prime. 
Do you want to read, read other quotes, Michael, from, um, from Freeform? Uh, yeah, we are, so proud of, we are so proud of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger and the trailblazing stories this series told. <coughs> we are also grateful to our incredible talent, Olivia Holt and Aubrey Joseph, for their for bringing these beloved characters to life and showrunner Joe Pekaski for his vision. We'd like to thank our partners at Marvel Television for a wonderful two seasons and we are hopeful that we can find another project together. Now, <coughs> I did hear the rumour of... Because they're doing another season of... I forgot what it's called. The one Brian K. Vaughan did. It's not Young Avengers. Uh, Teen Titans? No, it's... The, the other series that they've done, it's not Freeform, I don't think, it's somebody else. Oh, okay. I can't... No, it's what I mean, then. No, I don't actually. You know no, it's... it's um, we can name the characters, we can tell it is, them. It's the thing one where all their parents are super villains and, and the Runaways, Runaways. Have you seen Runaways? I think so, yeah. There, there is a Runaways series, which uh, Brian K. Vaughan, I believe, is involved, and I think they're going... Oh, the cold gets opened. <laughs> they're, they're going to do a uh, last series of that, and rumour has it, Cloak and they were supposed to appear or might still be appearing. Ah. Just give them a bit of, yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> now, Amanda, you said you've seen both seasons of that, yeah. you say. What did you think of them, just I very generally? The second season got really silly and it just didn't make any sense. It's like, it's got to make sense, I think, in the what setting. Do you, can, you, can, you, can you remember any examples of that? Like, that bit silly, or just the it acting, was, was it? Just, or? It was just really weird and nothing was really explained. Ah, uh, so that was, the first season was fairly okay then, was it? And it yeah. just went a bit stupid second season. Yeah. Fair enough, then, so. I wonder, I wonder if this is a casualty of Disney Plus. Mm. Oh. The thing of, right, all our TV goes through Kevin and goes through Disney Plus. All Marvel TV goes through Kevin and Disney Plus now. I think so, I think so as well. Very nice. <laughs> so everything else gets cancelled. Did it have a fairly conclusive ending, Amanda, did it? Or was it a bit, a bit no, I don't, I don't really think so. I don't, oh. really, I don't know how it could have done the third season. Fair enough, you've been just getting doing that. But it happens sometimes, doesn't it? So, some series. That's why, but yeah, I know, we'll see some. Right, okay. Now, what do you reckon, Michael, to the the comic the M MCM comic com news about Conan the Barbarian? Michael? Uh I, I I do love it. I do have a I've seen the old I, I do no. have a soft spot for Conan. One of the things that I can't believe they haven't done yet is old Conan. Mm. Brought Arnie back and well, the old King Conan has to strap on the sword well, on that time. Well, the thing was, there the was a, a couple of books done there. They did a book, because I, I know the books very well when I grew up. And they did a book called, um, called, the, called Two Things, The Hour of the, <coughs> Hour of the, Hour of the Serpent, or Conan the Conan. I know they did one with, with uh, Jason Anwright. Yeah, but that was that got dismissed. After people done. I'm not saying was it. it, was it not I'm not right? saying it, so I can't comment. Since two in the 80s. But there's been a script in development for some years now called King Conan. And that's covering Conan the Conqueror, which is like when he was like when he got into his sixties, basically. That's why. So we'll see. So anyhow, on this, and what's happened is when recently, man, this is quite interesting, because it was his own entity, Conan the Barbarian, in the thirties and forties, big barbarians only. It's now got brought into the Marvel Marvel comic universe. Yeah, they're doing the. Is it a Thunderbolts team that they're putting him on? I'm not sure. Or uh, Sub Avengers. Well, he's in the Sub Avenger one because there's also. A storyline going on where a comic coming out. They chatted out that we cut the last time. I think they're calling it Savage Avengers or something yeah, like that. Something like that, yeah. And so there was another miniseries coming up before this one 
where he's actually linking up with a load of Rob, other Robert E. Howard characters and Moon Knight. Oh. Now we'll talk about the last yeah, one. Yeah, we did cover that. Yeah, and this one here, there's another series, another one come out here, Amanda. It's uh, a miniseries I've called Conan the Battle of the Serpent Crown. And it's going based here as well. He's going into La- Conan the Barbarians, going to Las Vegas. <laughs> so I thought, right, to find the, the Serpent Crown of Atlantis. And you've got him here, guiding this journey to Sin City beyond the bee. A writer called Salam, Salam Ahmad, is it? I don't know. Salam Ahmad, yeah. Do you know yeah. him, yeah? I do know him. He's, he did a very good Black Bolt series. Yes, yeah, And then my, he's also Miles Moran, and Spider Man. And the artist is Luke Ross. And I know Luke Ross already, so. And um, do you want to read out the quote we got here? Ah, uh, yeah, please. Yeah. This is from Deadline again, this one it was. Sorry, sorry Deadline, I've been nicking up your quotes today. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. coughs> Getting to write Conan the Barbarian, taking on the Marvel Universe, is high-octave, widescreen stream gig Mrs. Ahmed. The 616 is a world full of unmatched, powerful cr- treasures and absurd wealthy kings. The perfect place of Conan's applied his trade as a warrior theme. From Las Vegas to Atlantis, Conan will carve a path of plunder and face the mighty heroes and villains in the Marvel Universe. So it's it's weird, really, because like it was because he was in love with it was with Dark Horse. He was some some years, wasn't it? Yeah. And they lost the rights. Marvel took it over now. Now moving him in straight into the Marvel Universe, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Marvel comics. They did have him in the seventies, eighties. Yeah, yeah. They'd lost it for about 30, 40 years. That's why. So, what it is. Well, it's going to be interesting, certainly. It's, it's good third. Sounds like it's definitely worth a read. Mm. Uh, oh. Yeah, we have Star Wars news. We do next. Uh, Ewan McGregor has offered new details about the plot and setting of his upcoming untitled Disney Plus show as the car- as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, let me ask, should we ask our special guest here, Michael? Ooh. Did you watch the prequel trilogy of Star Wars? Yeah. And what do you think of Ewan McGregor on that one back in the day? Not a popular opinion, I don't think, but I liked it. I liked him in it as well. I, I think the best thing that the prequel trilogy offered was all of the beams that have come out of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, he was. Ewan McGregor was good in that. The rest, was, the rest of it was. <coughs> That's why. Ewan McGregor is always good, so. Right, he always has the high ground. Right, Michael, there's a quote around from Men's Journal named Gregor McGregor. It was reputedly said, do you want to read the quote? Yeah, apparently that? it's going to be bridging uh, the time between when Obi-Wan arrived on Tatooine and met with uh, Luke Skywalker in no. A New Hope. Now, obviously, just to clarify two people, obviously, this obviously is the prequel trilogy. It, the, yeah, it's the original yeah. prequel trilogy and the, the original yeah. trilogy. I, I don't know how that's going to work, because it, are they going to change him into Alec Guinness? I don't know. I, don't yeah, know. I, I suppose they might do. Well, you think at the moment there's a, there's a film in development and it's not part of our re- remake but at the moment, I read it today, not quite place where there's a director in it's Holland who's actually bringing out a new James Dean film. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. I don't. Do you see that? Told you about yeah, that. See, yeah. See when um, they did it for Rogue One when they brought back yeah. Peter Cushing yeah. and um, you know when they brought him back, I think that was okay because Peter Cushing agreed to play that character. That's character he played it and agreed to what the problem was the problem was that EWP declared him fit for work as in trouble going out to that film. The problem there was. Well it's the James Dean one's weird. Mm. It's 
it, especially seeing as it's a film about Vietnam, which is a film, which is a war that was like 10, 15 years after he died. Yeah. There's talk going around at the moment is they reckon the technology is, is you've seen, we've seen examples now, haven't we? Well, that recent, do you, do you see the Gemini film, man? Do you have uh, a clip on it? No. Where it's Will Smith versus Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith versus yeah. young Will Smith. Yeah, young Will Smith. And plus there's been other ones, um, the, the Irishman, the, the Irishman that's just come out. Actually. I don't think he's out yet. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's out, I think it's, I've seen, I've seen reviews. Next yes, week after. Oh, man, but yeah. What, I've seen you smash his crusade film, man, where he's got like Robert De Niro de-aged him for four by 40 years in most of the film. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Of and of course, reason. there's all the Marvel things with like yeah. Sam Jackson in yeah. um, Captain Marvel. Mm. That's why, but it's, it raises interesting pointers at the moment, as I said about that, so. Uh, yeah, back to you, McGregor. We do like a meander, don't we? Is that true, man? You're special guest. What do you reckon? Are we meandering? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a story apparently sits between episode three and episode four of McGregor told Men's Journal. Uh, last time he played Obi-Wan, the Jedi Order was falling apart. It will be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him... Well, his arc will be quite interesting, I think, dealing with the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered with the end of episode three. It's quite something to get over. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, certainly. There's so. a very good fan trailer, actually, on um, uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, and, yeah. Which was, which, was, which was, I think they did it when the, the Obi-Wan film was supposed to be doing. But um, they were supposed to be doing the Obi-Wan film. But it's a very good fan trailer. I think I've seen that, actually. I think I've, I've definitely think I've seen that. And it was very good. Certainly, I said it was... You think really, Arnold Guinness and... I'm going to take Hugh McGregor play Hugh McGregor play younger version. It's a good bit of casting. Hugh McGregor's one of the few actors that would have done that. I think he's a... F- I think he got hung. He got hung. <laughs> he got hung. Yeah. by the script to a degree. Back I, think he's, I think as well with Hugh McGregor, he was... If it was somebody else, I think they would have just done whatever they wanted to do with the character. Mm. Whereas Hugh McGregor tried to be informed by Alec Guinness's performance and put some of that into his... Yeah, he's good at moving actors, which uh, I said, I'm still looking. Are we going to see Doctor Sleep yet, Amanda? The sequel to The Shining at some point. You haven't seen that yet, have we? Yeah, but I need to see The Shining in full first. Oh, you've never seen The Shining I've in full? I've seen bits of it. You've seen The Shining in full? I have. It's I have. a incredible performance. Book all to do with the book. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've, I've Coop, read, Coop, I, Coop, I have read the book. Kubrick well. and King, Amanda, should we say, notoriously, the Derek didn't get on over that film. That's why. That's why Although, it's, to be fair, it is a big book, so yeah. some things do have to go. Yeah, anyway, perhaps we move apparently, on. apparently, as we mentioned, as we just mentioned, De Niro, De Niro apparently was offered that role of Jack Torrance. Oh, back here, yeah, did they read that one? Yeah, that, Jack Nichols ended up taking that instead, didn't he? Yeah, but that would have been. It could have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been interesting. I'm not sure it would have been. A, I'm not sure it would have been. It would have been a good performance. I'm not sure it would have been. The, the Nicholson performance. No, no, Jack Nicholson's an astonishing actor back in the range you have there. You forget, like, we do some of his films. Yeah, yeah you forget just how good he was. Yeah. You've, you've, seen, you've seen the film where it's called One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, Amanda? No, that's not. That's an astonishing, astonishing performance. And then they, what's he wanted? The postman always calls twice. Yeah. And I've read the book on that. The book's a book really raunchy. And the same book's a raunchy. You forget just how good Jack was. And then, of course, Batman in the Tim Burton Jones yeah. film. Yeah, we're not which of these quick you take all the way around. Joker yeah. in the Timber yeah. Batman film. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, one more bit of news shall we go take a quick break, guys. I'm looking at the timing. Now, I'm not that familiar, Michael, with Spider Man Noir. Are you really? 
I'm mainly familiar through Spider-Verse. Yeah. Spider but I didn't know what it was. So we'll just touch on this because it's not something I, I know much about. Yeah, it's just. sort of... It's sort of a... You know, the question, if you ask Mandra a question, Spider-Man Noir, who did who voiced Spider-Man Noir? Actor you like in the multiverse film this year? I have no idea. Nicholas Cage. Oh. Who apparently did his did his first couple of takes and then went, that's good, but we'd like you to do, and, and then he went, oh, you want me to be more Cage? Okay. <laughs> I can be more Cage. Is a biography coming out, Nicholas Cage, on the film, and he's playing himself. Okay, Nicholas Cage biography, starring Nicholas Cage and wrote by Nicholas Cage and directed by Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I, I've seen a, um, I've seen Boss Logic do a sort of mock up of the poster. Nicholas Cage as Nicholas Cage in yeah. Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, 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 I love Nicholas Cage, but he's, he's a turn in. Yeah. I, I would watch that if it was a sort of Bowfinger ish movie. I love Bowfinger. Oh, great film. Right. Cover the Spider Noir for me, yeah, okay. Because um, there has been announced, coming up in the, I think it's been next year it was, uh, a writer, Margaret Stowell. Do you know her? Do you know her? I, I, the name sounds familiar. And an artist called Joanne Ferrara. Are they're doing a news miniseries that's um, coming out in some point fairly soon. Now, she's, there's a quote going around as well that said Stowell. This came up in London's MCM Comic Con again, where the character, obviously, appeared to 2009, didn't she? Uh, Spider-Man Noir. And it's um, in his new version. I like this. In the new version, they go up against simply themed versions of some of these classic villains and travel to the UK this time. So let's see how well it's wrote then. Yeah, Spider-Man Noir is sort of... It's more on the pulpy side, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of Spider-Man set during... It's sort of a detective noir story during mm. the world... During Second World War. Yeah, I, I, I remember at the time. It <coughs> came up in 2009... Because what they did at the time was they tried doing a couple of variations and noir versions of DC characters. I got the Daredevil. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel did. So Marvel, sorry. I remember the Daredevil, so I still got that. Daredevil sort of lends itself to Yeah, and there was, um, there was an Iron Man version and there's a Punisher one as well, so they did a couple See, of... See, I... I think Punisher and Daredevil sort of lend themselves to that because they are more street yeah. Yeah. level. Not sure about the Iron... Not sure about the Iron Man one. Yeah, I never read it, so... I had the mention of Spider-Verse, by the way. They have announced that they're doing a second, a, um, a sequel. To Spider-Verse one? Yeah. I've not seen the first one yet. I know we you should see the first that, one. We, so. It's the most Spider-Man thing in the entire world. I've heard so. It's we'll catch so good. We'll catch on now. Better read his quote out, haven't we, so, okay? Um, Spider-Man Noir has this come, come this kind of rogues gallery of oh. my favourite things. A deadpan Spider-Man sensibility. A classic globe-trotting adventure. Femme Fatale, a doomed evacuation loot, punching analysis, hard made camels, heroes of legend, and yeah, an actual rose gallery of classic Spider-Man noir supervillains, all done up 1933 style. And the writer said, how can, how can I pass this one up? So, we'll see. It sounds like amazing fun to write, so yeah. like, she, like she said, how can you pass that up? And right guys, well, we'll better take a quick break here, because, <coughs> and we'll come right back to you, because... I'm going to be asking our special guest in a few minutes, Amanda, lots more questions, aren't we? Yeah, which I won't know the answers to. Well, well, I know. Let's see if you know. I want to see if Michael knows answers to <laughs> So, well, bear with us, guys. We'll see you all soon. So, I've got, I've got two people should waving at the phone here. Yeah. 
Go on, get waving. I'm waving in my head. See you soon. Hello again, guys. Hello again. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Oh, oh, should I say, seeing... waving, waving. Oh, oh, should I say, seeing as we were just talking about Obi Wan, hello there. Oh, yeah, that's not bad impression, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep, three, three gag me an idiot's today, so two here, so that's a good one, isn't it? So, right, okay. Now, I've been asking around on before we start recording part two. Has anybody been watching Batwoman? I I have watched a bit of it. I'm not, I didn't like the trailer much. I I'm not entirely caught up on it, but I, I've watched a bit. Hmm. Well, what do you reckon, Michael? The new day. I think the yeah, season has been extended to twenty-two episodes. I think it's uh, for a CW show. It's all right. Well, it's, what is it? Quite a not that punchy series, I it's, it's very arrowish. You can uh, being the arrow is sort of ending this year. You can see. Sort of that they just that's going to be the replacement. It is a good, good show for what it is. It's not brilliant. I know when I saw the trailer, so it put me off. It looked cheesy as heck. I don't. I'm not entirely sure about Ruby Rose to that. Just because it's the thing of she looks good when she's standing still for pictures, and then when you ask her to actually act, she's not great. Fair enough then. So, anyway, you said to say one thing. I'm sure the pair agree with this. It's fact is when it's um, it's been extended, the ratings must be good. Yeah, I've not been... seen the ratings, but it must be good. Apparently so. The one, the next one that surprised me about it's still staying with DC News was about Swamp Thing. We we all know your feelings on Swamp yes, Thing. Yes, well, and DC I've, Universe is uh, done, handling of Swamp Thing. I've done plenty of moaning about that in various podcasts. So. Oh, indeed. But um, should we ask Michael? Should we ask our special guest then? Like, what her opinion is? Give sincerity to me. What do you reckon to the fact now, Amanda, that DC Universe have now announced that it expanded this one Swamp Thing series into 60 plus episodes? Lots of mini episodes with lots of behind the scenes clips, extra footage, and informative videos. I'd rather just have another series. Yeah, same with me. I don't know why they've done that. Why do you reckon they've done that, Michael? I think that's just so they can flog it to. Flog it to death, basically. Oh, yeah, I think that's just so they can flog it to Amazon and flog it on um, Blu-ray and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of bobbins makes it to me that did so. That's why. But anyway, right, Michael, we're going to let you do the next couple of bits of news here because there's three bits of news going on since the last since the last um, coming about Jeff Lamar, and I know you love Jeff Lamar more than I, I do. Indeed. Right, do you want to touch all three of these, Michael? Do you uh, let you do one after the other, then basically, in this case. Doing, uh, a Joker. Book. I've seen it. It's out that one already. That came out on the thirtieth. Indeed. Yeah, the, I know the the artist here is the Andrea Sotana, is it? Sotino. Now, um, that was the one the artist did, American Vampire. And uh, yeah, Green Arrow. And she's worked yeah. with uh, Jeff Lemire on Gideon Falls as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's now. Do you want me to read out the blurb here for this one? Then, ah, oh, please do. Yeah, please maybe do. you could tell us what you think about it. Have you read this one yet, Michael? I haven't yet. But what got me in this one, so I'll, I'll say more in a minute, okay? Well, I should ask Amanda then. Amanda, you tell me when I read the blurb what you think of it. Would yeah. you buy it, okay? Yeah. Everybody knows the Joker doesn't have the most promising history with psycho psychotherapists. In fact, no one's ever been able to diagnose him. But as other the matter to the confident, world-beating Dr. Bernardo, he's going to be the one that unravels his unknowable mind. There's no way the Joker could ever get through the therapeutic rewards Ben had built around himself, right? There's no way the Joker's been in his house at night, right? There's no way the Joker's a stud of a 
stood in his son's bed and put that book in his hand. The one with the the the, the Ainsley nominated creative team of Jeff Lamar and Andrea Sotaro reunited for a psychological horror story with nothing as it seems. Your eyes can't be trusted and Mr. Smiles is waiting behind the basement door. Wait, who's Mr. Smiles? It does... See, the first thing I thought of when... of the blurb is that it does sound like that um, storyline in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it does very It's very, very similar. And... Uh, <coughs> um, and also we have um, White Knight as well which is a very Joker based um, yeah. book which is a very 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 good book it just seems like it's been it's an area that has been explored it's an area that has been explored further and it does seem a little I mean I love Jeff Lamar but it does seem a little tiny bit like they're only doing it because of the Joker film. Yeah, I think so as well. Now, would you, Amanda, I know you're not a massive comic reader. How would that story sound to you then, as I um, guess? Yeah, it sounds okay, but I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. Now, the thing that got me with this was, it seems very, have you seen the, do you see the prices on this, Michael? Uh, I haven't. It's $5.99 for a 32-page prestige format comic, and that seems a lot of money. Yeah. I don't like his obstacles, that is, whether it be any good, who knows. So, it's just some lots of money. I, I think it's definitely worth a read with uh, Jeff Lemire doing it. Yes, fair. Right, Michael. Next <coughs> thing, due out, came out. This has also come out since the last issue, well, on the 13th of November, November. There's another series by Jeff Lemire come out as well, wasn't there? Uh, yes. Uh, Family Tree. Yeah. Now, I know Philip Hester, I know Philip Hester as the artist, because he does the Swamp Thing work very years ago. He's quite a... A bit more a different sort of style artist to talk to completely. So it's it sounds very in line with Jeff Lemire's other sort of odd, strange thing, other strange books. Yeah, do you want to read about it? Described as in the family tree, an eight-year-old girl literally begins to transform into a tree. <laughs> <coughs> a single mom, troubled brother, and possibly insane grandfather embark on a bizarre heart and a bizarre and heartwarming odyssey. Across the back roads of America, in a desperate search for a cure for to a horrifying transformation before it's too late. Now, what Jeff Lamar said about this, and it's, I think he's he's, he's always at his best. Me, he's writing about younger children. Children, yeah, very very good. Um, obviously, again, I was reading the Ascender series again at the moment. It's a brilliant sequel to Descender, and that's for focusing young girls, the lead character. He get he knows how to write kids really well. It's like it's like. Him, him with um, sort of children characters is like Greg Rucker with female characters. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. What like Lamar's been around saying about this is, it's, he said in a lot of ways it's a return to the tone and many of the themes he explored with Animal Man run, which with DC Comics, that was fantastic, that was. He had that run down to a T, he did. But Animal Man was Amanda. It was a superhero in DC. I had um he could, he could basically call on the powers of animals okay. and the animals around him. One minute he can become a lion, the next minute he can become like a vulture. The one nearby him, he can make crap the powers through it. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds familiar. There might be a TV show you used to watch that ripped that off somehow. Probably did. But what I'm always been. I think, what I I'm think you're thinking of uh, Vixen. Legends. Know. Could be, yeah. What else with an animal man? What made it different man than what? He was a family man. He had two kids. Yeah. He married. So he's basically a married man with two kids, basically. That knew he, had, knew he was a superhero. So it was a bit. Not odds. It was really good. But when Jeffrey Marr did it, it was brilliant on the spot on he did. He did it, obviously, like he looked at he looked, he was looking at the horrors again. That can threaten to tear a family apart. And the bonds that can keep them together and unspe- face unspeakable events. I'm probably going to check this out. The series out, truth be told you. And it's advertised, isn't it, as combining mystery action and Cronenberg body horror into an epic story about the lens of motherhood to keep her children safe in the face of an increasing unstable world and unspeakable horrors. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely worth a read. Yeah. Now, you, I know I said over to Michael, the last bit of the Jeff Lamar news was, they, 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 he's got an Instagram page up, didn't he? Feed. He, I did. He did see. I did see that. Did you work out? Heard more news about that? Did you know I, I, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, he's done a graphic novel. And let's go up and Instagram this. Did there's two hundred nineteen pages. Not revealed what it is. He's actually wrote and drew it, so it must be out next year. That one, I'm guessing. We'll see. Like I said, he said he started about a year ago. So you think that's not bad going in the year? That really, if you're writing and drawing it, or well, all the other stuff he does. It must be something big if, he, if he's dropping a tease for it. Yeah, I agree. So, we'll see how it goes, I said. But we'll see how it goes. Right. Okay. DC Comics news time now. Right. I'm going to have to ask, ask you two because I don't know who this guy is. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Do you know him? No. no. Uh, he was in uh, Game of Thrones and. What was it? Who did he play in Game of Thrones, Michael? He. he um, so the man who knows him then. The guy who, the guy who got his, um, got murdered by the mountain with the thumbs in the oh eyes. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Guy. that. <laughs> okay. That yeah. was the most graphic scene in there, I think. You've, you've heard his voice as well, if you've seen the Mandalorian trailer. Oh, right, so he must be the Mandalorian. He is the Mandalorian. Oh, is that him? Right, yeah, I know what you mean now, right, yeah. Yeah, right, I, don't, I know what you mean. I've got a bit of a really good one. I don't know, I don't know what I'm, what I'm in for it. But... It's meant to be. Did you both hear about the rumour? Uh, this is obviously talking about uh, narcos as well. Well, it's a better mistake. We're talking about here. He's playing the Maxwell Lord, who's rumoured to be the big villain in the upcoming Wonder Woman. There is, there is a pit. Have you seen the picture of him? Yes, it looks really interesting. I'm, I'm down for that. I yeah. like Pedro Pascal. I like the first film. Did you like the first film, Andrew? It was really yeah. good, wasn't it? <coughs> it was manipulative to a degree. But what he did was it. It was. was, it was but there was, there the was last 20 minutes was pretty bad, <laughs> if I'm honest. A little bit. Yeah. They, you know, and they even <laughs> played the monster. But the, the scene in the First World War, it sanitised it to a degree. But the emotions it took an innocent through it, it worked really well for me. But and there is the rumour that there, and there is, apparently they're bringing Steve Trevor back, I don't know how, but... Grandson, I've been told. Some will say. It just seems a little convenient, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, there's meant to be a trailer breaking fairly soon, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, in December. Did you read out about that? Man? Yeah. We will We will keep everyone posted for that. Yeah. Right, okay. Back to Marvel now. Michael, do you want to carry on? Uh, yeah, Marvel have announced a new uh, Daily Bugle mini comic series called Amazing Spider-Man Daily Bugle. Hmm. And uh, it Seems to be about the uh, daily life of the Daily Bugle. Yeah, it's interesting that because you think at the moment you've just had an avenue with DC Comics. They've got a Lois Lane series, a Maxi series, going with Greg Rucker. 
most of Jimmy Olsen's Maxi series. They're setting like um, the planet by the newspaper into this side. The reaction to that almost, isn't it? I think um, they would do well doing a sort of version of uh, Gotham Central. Yes, yes. I would love Gotham Central. Do a sort of newsy version of Gotham Central. Yeah, Gotham Central would more the police side of it. Yeah, right? but I think they would do well doing that mm. sort of take, doing that sort of take mm. on it. Mm. <coughs> if man just wonder what Gotham Central was, Gotham Central was a comic series done some years ago. I nearly gave a TV series very recently. When they bought, you know when they bought Gotham out? Yeah. They piloted apparently Gotham Central and that's setting like the cops area of um, when Batman's city. And they were going to bring out a series concentrating the cops on it and I'm focusing on the Batman related crimes and stuff like that and his villains and Batman himself and cameos. But he went for Gotham in the prequel instead. I know which one I would have preferred. You used to watch Gotham, man, didn't you? Yeah. So I know you like that. It was. A, it started off all right, and then it got a bit. Can't help me to watch it. What did what did Monday like to the end? You know, did you? Yeah, not quite like They've got a fight, fight, fight between you two now. <laughs> it, was, it was all right, but it just got a bit. It just got a bit weird how they are. They had to come up with um, origins for all of Batman villains, but they're not allowed to do Batman, like they did that character that was basically the Joker, but they weren't allowed to call him the Joker. Mm. Or give him green hair or something. They had all these weird rules from DC that of what what they were allowed, allowed to do. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, look at this. I'm sure none of us are going to be watching Pennyworth when it comes out, anyway. It's already out. I, I've heard it's actually all right. Do you fancy it? No. No, same for me. It, it just it looks a bit... Rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, right. Okay, we'll move straight on now to back to covering the Jacob Phillips next. We've got a couple of bits of news about this young artist. Now, this is Amanda, Amanda wonder who he is. He's an artist living in all of them, actually. Okay. But his father is uh, Sean Phillips, who's one of the fantastic art artists. Indeed. Now, I'll do this bit of news, Michael, if you don't mind, okay? Yeah, three bits and I'll cover all of them. So, um, what he's first announced in it, first of all, is there's a series come out, I've seen some Jacobs's Twitter page called Past His Prologue. And I don't know if it's ongoing or is a mini. Well, we've talked about this before, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, and there's a bit more news come out, so Jacobs actually is working on the look of his second or third issue as we, as we speak on this, so that's why. But it's only he's been, he's been trying to share, he's been sharing this Twitter feed that um, preview artwork, and it looks very Sean Phillips ish. Really Sean Phillips, so. As, as well, you know, as you kind of would have. Yeah, and he's still still going to carry on being the colorist and criminal. So now he's also done a cover, hasn't he, Michael? I've got the link over to you in this one to a graphical novel during uh, January yes. called "Over My Dead Body" by writer called Jay Ferbard. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce the art team because I have no chance of pronouncing them. Which come on an image you now. This tell me, Amanda. Tell me if you if you fancy this one, okay? This graphical novel has been described as <coughs> a cross between as equal parts Jack Reacher and John Wick. Okay, that's an interesting combination. Yeah. It follows convicted 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 contract killer Markham after his free by prison and tasked with tracking down and rescuing the warden's daughter from a dangerous separatist militia. So well, this book would be apparently his climax of his journey towards redemption, following his vow to save lives rather than take them. So it looks like it's going to be a nice, cheerful book this one way, doesn't it? Probably very violent as well. So, it's out in um, 
21st of January. That's it, all. it sounds like it's worth a read. Yeah. And the graphic, the art, do you see, do you see the artwork in that, Mike? The artwork, I which, didn't. Looks really good, actually, honestly. And also, um, last bit of Jacob Phillips news is, it's been confirmed with the series he does with his dad, Sean Phillips, and wrote by Brookenbender. Um, the current story on issue 12, which I've been fucking loving, but it's gone on forever. Where Tom is finished after 12, it's been eight, it's been eight, eight, eight issue series, and this it will be, where it covers the death of Teague Lawless, who's been the major character hovering all around it. Throughout the beginning, that's the, that one's going to be finishing off that part there, but I subscribed to Ed Brookenbender's newsletter. He stated they've got plenty of ideas beyond this point, so the series will be carrying on. And he's currently working on another unnamed comic. Won't name what. And a TV pilot. We'll uh, have to keep everyone posted. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm going to ask the pair of you now. There's been some casting from the Batman. There has, there has. Now, I want to see if Amanda. Let's we try to ask our guest here, Michael. Uh -oh. He's going to be a guest here, that's all these random questions, can't we? Okay. All right. Do you know? Do you remember the character of Penguin from Batman? Yeah. Can you see Colin Farrell playing Penguin? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Actually, I, I can't see that one. But it's, there must be some digital trickery going on with that. I don't think they're going to go for the classic sort of Danny DeVito looking the Penguin. No, I don't either. He's too pretty good looking for that. <laughs> the clone Colin Farrell. That's straight away. No, is that it? It's an interesting bit of choice. Interesting choice in casting. Now you heard this rumor, Michael, didn't you? What the fee? The, um, who was it originally going to ruin playing the Penguin? You told me. Apparently, it was supposed to be uh, Jonah Hill. Now, do you know Jonah Hill? Yeah. He ruined but it. Appa apparently, he wanted like ten million dollars to be it. Which is what double what um, Rob Patterson's getting. Yeah, and went, back yeah, on. yeah, we're not paying that. And okay, Jeffrey Wright's been confirmed as Commissioner Gordon. Do you know who Jeffrey Wright is? No. He's been in Westworld. And uh, Hunger Games and uh, the yeah. Daniel Craig Bond films. Yeah, who did he play in Hunger Games? I remember, might know that. He was, he was one of the... Sorry, I can't remember, actually. He was one of the previous winners. I, I've never seen that. It's in the first one. Have you seen all, all the Hunger Games? Yeah. But I don't really know yeah, he was Felix Leiter in the, uh, bon, in the uh, Daniel Craig Bond films. I, I can't remember who played Bond films. Felix Leiter. Right, do you remember that man then, have you? Felix and the... I didn't know that. He's also the uh, voice of the Watcher in Marvel's What If series. Oh, Blake's a pretty man, isn't he? <laughs> Look at that now, eh? He's just shoot, you just You reckon, Michael, you did that. He's, they're just shooting, finished shooting up season three of Westworld, aren't they? Which trailer of that is like looking pretty... Rumour has, has it they, they did a couple of episodes and was told to redo them. Right. Did you know that... Um, Two main people that do Westworld have signed up now to do a William Gibson novel. I didn't. Yeah. And um don't know which one that's meant to come in after they finish shooting for this Westworld season three. Uh yeah. Um, they've also cast Paul Dano as the Riddler. Now, I don't know Paul Dano. I know him from uh, There Will Be Blood. Do you uh, do you the, know the uh, actor's man? Paul Thomas Anderson film. He's very good in that. Fair enough then. And uh, Zoe Kravitz is a rumoured to be Catwoman. And she's a bit old to do that, because how old is she then, Zombie Kravitz? Or am I imagining things? Because she's got history. She's done... Uh, I think she's about the same age as Pattinson. Uh, Pattinson. I know she has got history doing If not a bit younger. <laughs> Wasn't she in the animated Batman film? I don't think so. I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, take, we'll do one more quick bit here. We've got a couple, a couple of quick things to do on this, and we'll, we've got a major bit of news coming up. So, But... Um, 
What do you both reckon to Matrix 4 coming out first or been announced? Well, it's been a long gap, hasn't it? Yeah. They, they have said they're just going to uncanon the second and third films. It's just going to be a straight, a straight sequel to the first one. It's probably best to get one second. Well, um, what do you reckon them under them to Neil Patrick Harris coming into the Matrix, new Matrix film? What took him? Well, no, no, no. Kenner Reeves signed up for it. Oh. Tarion Moss. He's coming in rumour. Lon Fishburne apparently is going to be in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> but they've also cast a younger actor to play Fishburne some parts of the film, haven't they? Uh, they have. Yeah. They have. No, Neil, you know, you know Neil Patrick Harris, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah. And who's that then? Does the people know? We know him through. Yeah, and Unfortunate Events. Yeah, and he played, it was fantastic in Unfortunate Events, it was. Oh, he dominated that screen. And Jessica Hamwick, now, we know her, Amanda, from Iron Fist. She's in uh, Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> what? Everybody's been I thought I was saying that, isn't it? Any actors have actually known the stuff in what happened been in Game of Thrones? I didn't know that. What part did she play in Game of Thrones? She, she was one of the. Um, when they went to Dawn, she was one of the sort of assassin sisters. I don't know that. Do, do you know that? Do you? No, but there's so many people. Okay. A, lot, a lot of cannon fodder as well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. They've been the last season, the entire last season. I think it was a lot of people buying it. <laughs> right, okay. Quick bit of news to conclude in this part two is John, oh, how do you pronounce his name? John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Has reportedly finished filming The Quiet Place 2. No hints yet I've seen. I saw, the only thing that I saw it. was the picture he posted on Instagram with, with the wife. Ah, so it was the usual cast coming back then. What survived anyway? Well, well, they they were. It, yeah, it was. They, he just posted the picture of him and the wife. Do you remember when saw that film, Amanda? It was yeah. such. It's, it was. I, I found it, and it was. I'm going to see it, Amanda's been in Probably the most freaky film, the freaky film I've ever seen. That was. Yeah, it was because of the silence and the yeah, silence. I, I, yeah, yeah, I saw Mark Kerbo's review of it, and he was saying it, in the in his screen when he was watching it, it was dead quiet, completely sad. And then, like halfway through, somebody dropped their phone and everybody jumped. <laughs> <laughs> That's how quiet it was for the yeah, entire. I film. can remember when I'm. I've got to be careful. I don't. I don't want to give too much away here. When a character died after about three minutes, four minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like everybody jumped up in tears. And I remember you went white, didn't you? Like it was just, yeah. it was I like. I think it, it lulls you into a sense of calm with the quiet. Yeah, and that's how I think it's. What do you think, Michael? I think they played around really well there that first film, yeah, didn't they, they? They played around with the sound very well. Yeah, and it was. It's good <laughs> for an actor and actress to do that sort of role they did. That's, I, I, it's I, a challenge for actors. I like that they, they sort of put you in. The film, and I, I was in because all of the characters are focused on sound because that's what the yeah. monsters were hunting with. So, because because they use it in that way, they put you into the film in, yeah. in some way. It was fascinating. fascinating. Anyway, that one's probably the two's been done. So it must be coming up next year. That's and I'm looking forward to it as well. And he's now apparently shooting a comedy, isn't he, with Ryan Reynolds called Imaginary Friends. That is going to be very interesting. I've written the script. I've, I've, <laughs> I've not wrote down what the it was about, but the power in John Karowski is writing and directing this and starring in it. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm good with that. So are you happy with that, man? It's basically it's coming on a black comedy based about dead people, right? So okay, that sounds good. <laughs> right, so, 
Right, okay. And that's it for part two. We'll take a quick break. Because I don't want to, we need to pause ourselves here for everybody, so Indeed. Right, Amanda, do you want to wave at the camera first this time? Bye camera. Michael? I'm, I'm, wave, I'm waving <laughs> with my heart now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same bye. See you on a few of this guys. <laughs> Right, guys. Oh, a bit of prolonged break there, Amanda, didn't we? Now, what crisps did my Amanda have? Um... Steak and onion. Yeah, nice. Chili chicken. They put kick on them as well, they did. Right, right, Michael. Do you want to come carry on next, then? There's not a lot. The next two things, there's not a lot we can really add. Is there really next few news? Uh, yeah, we mentioned the uh, Wonder Woman trailer earlier. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Apple TV announced as an adaptation of Isaac Asimov's Foundation series coming up next year. They are. They do seem to be just doing stuff. Yeah, stockpiling things. But there's a bit of criticism, wasn't there, when they launched this month? The fact was, like, they had seven series that come out once and that was it. But they weren't full seasons. Yeah, it was like three episodes at once. Yeah. Um, you had them, and plus you had some of them, but some of them have actually been in a lot of trouble as well, because you had a lot of controversy on the Emily Dickinson TV series that came out. And then you had the one, um, Jennifer Anderson <coughs> and, oh, thing was it, um, one set in the newsroom, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then you had the, the Jason Asimov series. Um, Mamoa. Mamoa, so Mamoa, my name's back, say. C, which is getting some controversy, not for the, so there's the fight scenes when everyone's blind, it's the fact that the Queen's sitting there openly and doing things that we can't talk about and reason adult. <laughs> well, we could talk about but we'll have to up the rating. <laughs> what do you reckon, man? Not a toy before, and that we would have to, wouldn't we, so... Right, okay. Has anybody heard of his new writer been bought on to Doctor Strange 2? Jade Hallett Barber. I haven't. I'll just have a quick IMDB search and we'll see. It's live on air, this is now. Yeah. Everyone's wondering in the past, Michael does, this, in 18 months of doing this podcast, you know, yeah, it's I, the I, first mobile phone I've actually known you to buy. Yes. Yeah. See, look, he's got a mobile phone in there. I've never known that before. I mean, you can mess about with a phone on the bus now. You don't have to look at people. <laughs> that's true, and Michael. you can just put headphones in and pretend you're listening to music. You don't have to talk to either. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I just thought it might be interesting to have a, <coughs> a quick look at her IMDb and see what she's done. If it's a she, even so. Right, well, let me ask you then, Michael, why are you trying to find that? Have you heard of. Rupert Saunders, who's meant to be directing the As- Asmos series, the uh, animation I series. I haven't. No, I didn't know that one either, actually, so. But anyway, so while we're waiting for Michael to catch up, then. Interestingly enough, she uh, apparently has she has a couple of actress credits. Oh. In a, there's a sort of bit part one in a very good film called The Accountant, which I highly recommend. I heard of that one, but yes, I'm sure. And uh, that's seemingly it. it is, the only writer credit seems to be for Doctor Strange. Interesting. Someone's wonder, wonder what's going on there then. Watch this space then, so. Like I said, so. Must, there must be having some problems with this, with it, certainly, so. Well, yeah. unless this is the days we're looking for new talented writers, yeah, so. I'm a fair, fair believer in that. Right, Star Wars time again now. Oh, this is oh. Now Michael's going to take the lead in this next one. I, I have, I have some thoughts. I have now, some thoughts. The two creators of the Dead Game Thrones, <coughs> when they're giving a catch up on this, worked down for doing, weren't they, Michael? 
Back to doing the Star Wars trilogy. Yes, which is why people think that the last season of Game of Thrones wasn't that good because they were rushing through it to get to Star Wars. Now, and of course, this is now not happening because they've really? signed an exclusive deal with was it Amazon or Netflix? Netflix, Netflix, wasn't it? For a sort of like an undetermined period. So the Star Wars films won't be happening now. But what are your thoughts on this, Michael? I, I think they would. They were using Game of Thrones because they they've openly admitted that they didn't understand any of it. Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's what I need to They didn't understand. No, I, they didn't understand how to get to the characters and how to sort of like the fundamental things of a, of being a writer. If you're at, as both you know, if you're at, if you're adapting something, you have to be able to get to the characters and hear them in your head and what have yeah. you. And they haven't. They openly admitted that they haven't. They didn't be able. They weren't able to do that. So for most of it, and most on the set, they apparently like the actors were telling them where the characters should go or where they feel the characters should go instead of I'm the one writing it. I'll I'll tell you. I'll I'll go where I want the characters. To it go. always was in hindsight <coughs> Game of Thrones, and I wonder man to think of been a writer yourself. Is that when the first five books were done, and then it time it got to the end of the fifth book been televised. There was a notable difference. What did you think, Amanda, the I last two seasons? Because I didn't read the books. So no, did you, did you notice that the tone did change in the six and seven seasons? Not really. Everybody still got killed in horrible ways. There, there, was, there was a notable dip in quality from... Well, everyone seemed to hate the seven series, didn't they, so? That's why, so... Yeah, it's a funny one, so... I'll say, but anyway... Give us more thoughts on the Star Wars thing, Michael. You've got a few feelings in it, Sam. Yeah, it's the thing that they just seem to rush through the last season of Game of Thrones just to get to that, because that was their big gig. That was their big shot at... That was films they were doing. That was their big thing. And then with the backlash to uh, the last season, it just seems like they went, uh, oh... Oh, we we can't do that because they're gonna hate us more. Yeah, because a... they were supposed they were supposed to be at a um, San Diego Comic Con doing a panel throughout the last season, and then suddenly the day before they dropped out because they had other things to do because they had because uh, they had a project that they couldn't get out of, being that the uh, the the, uh, the panel was scheduled months in advance. Hmm, it was almost fun. as if they knew what reaction they were going to get. I actually wonder. Now, the other question is, and you've mentioned this to me when we were getting the interview <coughs> podcast together, is Kevin Farage doing Star Wars? Uh, Kevin Farage, yes. Kevin Farage, sorry. Uh, yeah, he is... There's... Uh, there, all we know so far is that he he has been announced to be doing a Star Wars film. Yeah, that's it. And you, has a star in mind. You reckoned yourself, didn't you, that there was a clash, didn't you, mate, over that? Well, there was There was Brie Larson and Chris Evans have both mentioned that they would very much like to do it. Well, I've seen them, don't we? So let's see what direction it goes. So it could be interesting, certainly. Now, moving straight on, because obviously time is pressing now. Now, a couple of bits of quick news in the next two things, and both of which Amanda can ask, answer, ask a question in the next two from me straight away. Now, Stunt Town, which we have talked about previously, the 
Greg Rucker TV series. Uh, yes, we have. Has now been given an undetermined extra amount of episodes taken to a full season. Which, is everybody pleased with that? Yeah. So basically, somewhere around probably about 20, yeah, 22 episodes, basically. So. I, I, it's a really good show. Okay, fantastic. It's been a breath of fresh air, this series. Really has. Like, it's, we both, I know we, man, we, we you've talked about the casting, haven't we? And Michael, our separate. <coughs> over based about the casting of, I've got the young lad actor. Uh, yeah. Played, 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 the, played the younger brother. And it's just been a fantastic series. It's been low key, but it's been character development. And it's been just been it's, really it's, funny and charming. It's sort of a breath of uh, 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 there we go. It's sort of a breath of fresh air with um, the sort of throwback nature to it, like with yeah. it's sort of a throwback to like Rockford Files and what have you. Yeah. Well, just a time when you could just enjoy the show. You weren't thinking about the wider universe <laughs> of what it's involved in. Yeah, and it's worked really well for that season. It's, it's fully deserved a full season order because the ratings have been excellent. Talked about before. It's possibly my it's possibly my favourite new show. Would you agree with that? It's popped mine as well. New show. Mm, that's existing yeah, shows. You'll let me off then, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I said new show. Yeah, man, man, you want listening, clearly so. Okay, what do you both reckon to this rumour about there been a Scream 5 in development? <laughs> I don't know what the camera, I've not heard anything about casting. I, uh, well, they did four and it didn't, go, it didn't do well. No, it bombed awful. I've not seen that. I've seen the first one, two. I've not seen the third and fourth one. Did you see Scream 4, Amanda? I think so, but it's not memorable. I think the first two. <laughs> first two are the best two. Then said so. What do you recommend? There should be a, should there be a fifth one. I should leave it on. I'll do what they want, but I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Especially like seeing it. as Wes Craven's not one alive to direct it. Yeah, or Hamden. He got Hamden season number four, well, before, didn't he? Before, I think he directed it. The fourth one was his last film. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, we'll see. What do you both reckon about this news going round about Terminator Dark Fate? Debut into 20, just 29 million in the States in its opening weekend. I think ultimately that, grossed just well, roughly over 90 million pounds domestically so far as of a week I ago. think they should just leave Terminator alone at this point. Yeah. It looks an alright film. But it looks an alright film, but if. And Cameron was involved with this one, but if. The only films that were good and are making money are the Jim Cameron directed ones. Then maybe you should just wait for Jim Cameron to direct one. Yeah, I agree. No, let me ask you one of those things. What have you seen the Terminator film? I think I've seen them all, but there was the one I didn't like. I can't remember which one it was. Was that the one? Okay, well, you had the first one, didn't we? So. Yeah, I like the first three. First, I'm going to say that. The third one was alright for me. Third one's alright, but the first two are the best two. And then the fourth one was Arnie wasn't really in it. That was Christian Bale. Yes, yeah, that was that's that was that's where we get the infamous Christian Bale rant from. Yeah, that was the one where yeah, that was the one that I really didn't like. I don't anything about that. I think I would And then uh, yeah, Genesis was the most recent one. Yeah, and that one caused a lot of confusion because the sound of the track were too complicated. They tried. They tried. There's bits where they redo the first film shot for shot. I know that's that voice. Try to get too clever, but he said, "But it's you look as of it's it sounded like to me that causes a lot of trouble that they did so." But I, I think the only way you're going to get a Terminator that's successful and critically acclaimed is if you do something like sort of similar to what um, James Mangold did with Logan. Yeah, take it in a different direction. If you do, I, 
if you take it in a different direction or just leave it for a few years, let people miss it and let James Cameron make, an, make yeah. one himself. Yeah. Now, it's, did you ever notice, I've read I've got printed stats off of you over here, Terminator Genesis, the last one, of all the three previous Terminator films, none of them made more than 500 million. Genesis, surprisingly, did 440 million, 0.6 million. Well, that, well, that was uh, screwed by 113 million pound gross in China. So China was going berserk over that last You get like half, yeah, but yeah, but you only get like half of the money from China because yeah, true political reasons, of course. Now, but it said like you look at the case like the budget this last Terminator was reputedly wasn't it 185 million. And that didn't include the marketing spend. So if you that if you, spend was market. So if you're talking marketing, you've got three hundred. Over three hundred, it was straight away. And it's, I think it was already. Oh, I, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, you're talking at least another hundred million. Yeah. And that was like uphill challenge to be profitable anyhow. So, and it's there's criticism we're going to three articles I'm reading here before. So I think it need, it need to come across the must see event. <coughs> but the trouble was, you had Avengers Endgame this year. That, that's what I was going to say. I think it, it, it fell short because it's coming at the end of a very long year with franchise pictures. Yeah, plus you've got Star Wars coming up. Sure. Yeah. So. But that, that's the thing. I think Star Wars have had enough of a break between Solo and Rise of Skywalker that people will give... Yeah. I think it's give, to, give people time to miss it enough so that when you come back, you they all will come to see it. What do you recommend? Do you agree with that philosophy? Yeah. Yeah, I do. As Genesis well. was only like two years. Genesis was only like two four years. years ago. Four years ago. Apparently. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that great to begin with. I don't have to watch it, don't you? I know my sister to Louise saw, and she taken her after it was all right. Then not as good turning one and two, but anyway, we'll move straight on anyway. So right, move straight on as always. Right. Okay. We're next looking at. I think did we mention this before, Michael? What we did was in talking. Well, we've talked about Apple TV, haven't we, so far? We have. Launching. Now, it was interesting enough that all of the initial batch of Apple TV programs have all been renewed already for season two. So that is interesting. That's very interesting, that one. And did you hear about the Samuel L. Jackson film that's been pulled? I didn't. Yeah, they've got a film coming out in cinema shortly. And, oh, it's got the guy that played The Falcon. Um, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, and the film those two coming out shortly is set where they're like they were trying to take over businesses in the past, and they had to got to get uh, get a cleaner friend of theirs, a white man, to pose as them to so they can do the business in the background. But it's been pulled apparently from cinema and Apple over racism concerns. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I know that's just off that one came up. Then it did. But it did. But it's I'm interested to see what the ratings are going to be like in Apple TV because. These programs are getting very mixed responses. I, I think Apple, one of the smart things that Apple are doing are if you buy Apple products, if you buy Apple products at a certain level, you get a year free. And did you know, man, there were some of the problems like the Jason Momoa C series? That what was it. I told you this last time, Michael. What was the budget? Was it $12 million per episode? No, I, I don't think, I don't was, remember. It was somewhere around the vicinity of $12 million per episode. Wow. That's a heck of a amount of money, that is. And it's unclear how many episodes in that first season there is. They release into release them all, don't they? Not at once. A couple of episodes this month and a couple next month. That's why so. But anyway, moving straight on. What do you reckon to 
Marvel's She-Hulk series. Uh, yeah, they've announced the showrunner. Yeah, and have you seen this, Amanda? Did you ever know, ever see Rick and Morty? I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. I do like Rick and Morty. It's, it's very... Well, the one the writer for that's Jessica... Is it Guo, is it? Gawa, I think. Gawa. Yeah, she's been a cat to be the lead writer on it. So, like I said, that's... And then she's also just sold the comedy pilot Lazy Rich Asians to ABC. So you're going to get a comedy writer in London to come in to do, to do a Marvel I, I like series. that. I like I like that. I can see the She-Hulk as a sort of um, corporate, a comedy Portland procedural. Yeah, it's a, it's a different feel. That's for sure. So I kind of like it. It's very interesting. It's a different sort of style. That's what we'll see. So after this, that's coming up fairly soon. So hey, but what do you reckon? It could be good for watching a comedy yeah. Marvel series yeah? based about the not the Incredible Hulk, the She-Hulk. So we'll see. It has to be different. We'll, we'll see. There's, I kind of want Mark Ruffalo to cameo in that as well. He probably will. He's been talking about it, hasn't he? So, cameo in the Kettle Hawk, I think he probably will. Yeah, you kind of can't do that without him. Yeah, I agree. Now, moving straight on, obviously, Jeremy Slater has been tapped to be the lead writer on the upcoming Disney series Moon Knight. Now, we've talked about this, and I better tell Amanda who Moon Knight is. I haven't told you, have I? No. Moon Knight is effectively the Marvel's version of Batman. Okay. I said he's schizophrenic. Right. Yeah. He's got a split personality, literally. And when Penner's writer does it, it's what they do. So somebody can end up like he has a writer, he has other characters like a taxi driver, multimillionaire and whatever. But in one version, he ended up with, um, what was it, Wolverine... I can't do it now. Wolverine, Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Captain America. Yeah, all in all three is always a split personal. That was, I think, the Bendis one. Yeah, and he ended up being tapping to their powers and we didn't know. It was a bit weird, really, that one. But... I, I think if you can, if you can, if we're talking about basing it on anything, if you base it sort of a combination between the Warren, the Warren Ellis run and the Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood run. Yeah, well, this guy's series is quite good. I'm on the top of mental health a lot of superheroes. Yeah. That's right. This, this character's crazy. He's absolutely a rocker. Well, um, it's been confirmed that the lead writer is going to be a guy called Jeremy Slater. <coughs> and he's the most famous man for recently adapting uh, Umbrella Academy for Netflix. I like that. I like that show. Don't think, well, I didn't see that. Did yeah, you? I've, been, I've watched that. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, I know, and then also, he also did, unfortunately, and we don't hold this against him, the Fantastic Four film, the last one. That was rubbish that film was. Well, to be fair, to be fair, it's not his fault. No. Studio, studio interference. Yeah, exactly. And he said that himself. And Dead Note. I Death know, Note. I, Death yeah. I never saw Death Note. That wasn't brilliant either. We'll see. So there's no release date set for yet. Anyway, so right. Um, I want to talk about next. Um, and I'll do this very briefly because it's not really. I know one this, but there's a series coming out or a graphical novel coming out, and I've not got it. Uh, five issue series, I'm not wrote down what it was. Action Lab Entertainment Danger Zone imprint, which is an independent one. They've got a um, comic coming out called Sweetheart, which is a horror story inspired by a writer's own personal struggle with diabetes. Yeah, like Dylan, Dylan Gilbert's Gilbert's, and I've never heard of this guy. I don't either. But it's, it's an, I quite like the sound of this because it's, it's based on like, um, it's the story set on a young girl named Maddie who was her own insecurities about a chronic illness which is diabetes and it's born into a horrific story 
So basically, like the creek, it's all like everything, like it's an emotional horror story with contempt about a pension's parents' decision to conceive her into a feeder family and must overcome self love and public ridicule to save herself. And I mean, it just sounds absolutely pretty bonkers, doesn't it? So I said so. It, it sounds interesting. Yeah. So it's very hard to judge what we're going to get with that, but I'm going to certainly keep an eye on that next year. Yeah, it's, so. it, it seems definitely worth a read. Right, Michael, we're back to Marvel again now, and I'm going to let you do the next two bits. Yeah, apparently the Loki series is going to uh, feed into the Doctor Strange film, as um, as will WandaVision. Well, what do you reckon? Is that a good idea? Do you reckon? Yeah. We saw Loki, don't we? Yeah. We saw Loki obviously do um, Endgame, and, and that was on, and we broke off in his own series and that. Yeah. How do you feel, Bandra, about that Loki in his own TV series, then? Yeah, I'd watch it. And how do you feel about one division, then both leading into the multiverse with Doctor Strange? Yeah. Could you have one I can, I, I, I can definitely see if they're sort of doing a um trip. If Loki's sort of tr- going through the multiverse himself, or um seeing different versions of himself. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting. We'll see. Let's play by ear. We shall see. Yeah, right. Looking at the time time, we'll we'll skip for a couple bits of news because I want to talk about something at the end of this. this, Okay. So, um, Hawkeye, first of all, that's been confirmed now, hasn't it? Yeah, I I think. TV series instead of a film. I I think. Which we know you won't see. No, if you like Jeremy Renner. I will. Just from the logo alone, it looks like they're doing the Matt Fraction run, which which I would. Very much, which I very much love. Yeah, and it's, I like the quote that um, Kevin Feige said about took Jeremy Renner. But originally, it was signed on to appear as a film, wasn't it? But then um, Feige pinched, pitched the idea of a TV show to Disney chairman Bob Inger, who agreed to tell the story of Disney Plus. And then he said, Jer- as a Renner himself, he totally got it, said Kevin Feige. So, so he's like, okay, yeah, I'll give it worth watching. I, I think just at the moment we don't we're at the point where we don't really know anything that's going to happen with no. the Marvel stuff, so yeah. we just have to wait and see. Right, moving straight <coughs> on now, we've got a couple of bits of Star Wars news next. We have two bits of Star Wars news, then we're going to come with one bit of comedy to finish this part off. Now, how do you feel about Deborah Chow? Then we'll be directing the forthcoming New McGregor Obi One series. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the name. I'm. Probably familiar with some stuff that she's well, done. If you look at the list here, she's directed episodes of Mirabus to Robot, American Gods, Jessica Jones, Fear the Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, and The Man in the High Castle. That, that's that, the one yeah, she's, she's been busy. Yeah. yeah, she's got a good record anyway, so it should be a good series. That. That, that's a hell of a resume. Yeah, and she's also yeah, been working on The Mandalorian as well. So. Indeed. Now, did you both hear the rumour going around about Obi Wan Kenobi? I Coming did. into the Mandalorian in the last episode of Room has it. Oh, we, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Yeah, so that's, um, that's most of the news anyway. So, last bit of news I want to touch on, and I'm glad Michael is born you, Amanda. Okay. Have you seen the new series of Hellblazer? I haven't yet. The prologue issue that came out in October last month was fantastic. And it's not even that's had a guest artist on it as well, because the main artist I've seen, he's put up, he's put up now, Man, Michael Light, actually colour, colour pictures from the first few pages of the issue during cool. the month and it's um two or three people i know have all for what have you had an article of tim bradstreet i have 
they were saying they were asking, is that Tim Bradshaw's work? And Tim Bradshaw had to come onto their Twitter feed. They know it's not me. It's very good. <laughs> but it's very detailed. Looks really gothic and horrible. So, so it should be it should be a really good series. Actually, so I'm hoping so. Right. Okay, Amanda. Right, Amanda. What's next? Begins with this. And what's that shit? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Simpsons die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, obviously, guys. Anybody that knows this knows us. Knows what Amanda's very good at for us, isn't she? What's that, Amanda? Supernatural. Yeah, she sat for all this <laughs> waffling nonsense for over an hour. Yeah, if, if you couldn't tell during our um, talk on Stumptown uh, and, Amanda, and Amanda's refusal to like uh, to admit to liking anything other than the Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah, that's the clue. Amanda is our Supernatural expert, so to give her a couple minutes to get prepared, as I'll take a quick break. Indeed. We'll pause again, and when we come back, it's supernatural. Yeah. Well, see you all soon. Hello again, guys and girls. Welcome back to, let me put this on the table now, to part four of Comics Unity. With Andy and Michael and Amanda. Now, now we're on to where Michael. Live in person this time. Yeah. Now, of course, not that I would have noticed, would they? So, now. This part, part four, is going to be... What is it now we're doing, Amanda? Supernatural. Yeah, and what we're doing in Supernatural today, then? Doing lots of things. Yeah, no. Now, what we're going to do first of all, see, uh, since the last, last episode of Comics Unity, which featured just the first episode of Supernatural season 15, didn't it? Yeah. So there's been... How many more episodes have there been since then, Amanda? There's been five since then. So, and Amanda has got a bit of news as well, so... What do, you, what do you think, Michael, should we get to do first? Then? News first. News first, then, okay. Well, first piece of news is probably news to nobody except for me. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, I discovered on Amazon, I'm searching for supernatural stuff, and I found some books based on unseen adventures that the Winchester brothers have had. And they were released by Titan Books, and there's ten so far. Was that one per season or something, is it all? I think so, yes. So I'm guessing that there'll be a few more by the time it finishes. So when the season finishes and I've finished crying and eating my ice cream, um, <laughs> I'm going to go She's back. She's threatened to go I wish I to read. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go yeah. buy all these books. Very right, nice. Hopefully they'll all go print by that point. So. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like £50 each by that point. And you'll be crying, though. Yeah. Right, so is that the other bit of news or is anything else going on? Um, there was something about... Um, the guy, I've forgotten his name now, Padalaki, whatever he's called. Oh, Jared, Jared, Jared yeah. Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sam, Sam yeah. yeah. And um, he got into a fight outside a bar. Yeah, I, I saw that. I it more of it than what it was. Yeah, I think it's, it sounded like it's one of those things, doesn't it? So, yeah, it, yeah. Sounded, it sounded like it just had a, a bit too much to drink and just got into a punch-up. It just, it, it happens. It, it, it happens. happens. If you go on these road outs in America, it does happen, certainly. So. It, well, it, it happens. It happens in every, it happens in um, certain pubs. That's true. Anyway, we're naming no names. No, there, no, so. no. Right, we'll move straight on. Right, Amanda, what are we doing next? We're going to discuss some of the episodes. Yes, all five episodes. Obviously, I'm, we're not going to do half an hour discussions on each one. No. I have seen these, so Michael You're hasn't. You're going to have to tell no. me yeah, how much I'm allowed to do spoilers. My, Michael? <laughs> I, I think just your review of... Okay, we will put down here then. Now, anyone's catching more, be aware there is spoilers coming now. 
we'll discuss everything. Because <coughs> I, I don't know what Michael's read on some of these episodes, that's why, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm alright with spoilers. That's fine. Spoilers, spoilers on it is then. Right, Amanda, what's episode two called then? It's called Back into the Future. And if anybody's wondering what happened in episode one, episode two is a straight carry on for me, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, so carry on, Amanda, then. Come on. So, um, they had some hunters in this that they didn't really introduce, they just kind of plonked them in and. Killed them. <laughs> they didn't for once, actually. <laughs> they just kind of vanished after they were no longer needed. Yeah, you got the Star Trek red shirt drink. Oh, no, sorry, Joe. I know you get used to that. You remember the those Star Trek days when you red shirts, you were dead, basically, weren't you? Oh, right. it, well, it was, it's the family guy joke, isn't it? Yeah. When, when they're going on an away mission, it's going to be me, Spock, and that guy. Yeah, and... He dies, right? So, right. <coughs> Brennan, Amanda, Carolyn, tell us what happened in episode two. Okay, so they were still struggling to contain all the ghosts after the wall was threatening to break down. Mm. That's the wall that the demon Jack put up. Yes, yeah, like the house of Jack built, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, like, what they did, Michael, there was they put up a big, like, um, like it's a force field that contained ghosts all broke out, basically. Several thousand as well, wasn't there? So. Um, the billions in total. To be fair, I was yeah. thinking of this, the DC source wall. Oh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, you had in that same territory, certainly. Right, Amanda, what happened then? Go. Yeah, so then we got to see some of the ghosts, and there's um, Jack the Ripper ghost, and a lot of unnamed ghosts that looked like they were from that same time period. Yeah, but there was also quite a few in the first episode, wasn't there? And ghosts, uh, carriages had been in before, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, um, Rowena came back into it, and then before you even catch your breath a couple of minutes later, Ketch came back into mm. it, who was one of the men of letters. And then you find out that God's still alive, and that he's still living with Amara, but they're not getting on. And obviously, I don't know who Amara is, who's Amara, that's his sister, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, so, and what happened on the gone there? Um, she eventually left him and told him, because he got shot in the shoulder when Sam shot him, so they're kind of connected in that way now. And it's lessened his power a little bit. So he can't, he can, he's still got power, but he can't leave this world and go to other worlds like he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, of course. So she walked out and said, you trapped me before, and this is what it's like, I'm paying you back. Right. And maybe not those exact words. Yeah, now, there was an old character came back in this episode, wasn't he? Kevin, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know who Kevin was actually. Uh, so, uh, is it a prophet? You say was? Yeah, he's died a couple of times. Did now. you remember that character Michael from it, Kevin oh, the prophet? So. No, I never seen before. Again, there was a lot I never seen Supernatural. So, what was your opinion of this episode, my episode man? Do you think it was a well-paced, well-wrote episode? It was a lot crammed in. It was like before you even got a chance to sort of settle into the fact that one character's come back, it's like another character's come back and then it's like, oh, there's another one, there's another one, this is happening, everything's going Yeah, it did, it, it did seem, it seemed like there was a lot coming this episode once and it, it, it really amped the stakes up for the, the movement of the episode, that's for sure with it. So, was there anything you didn't like about this episode, Amanda? Um, no, it's not like I think of. Okay, and that been the case. Michael, what do you reckon you should give it out of 10 this episode? Um, I can see here. I don't know. It's uh, I think it might be a bit too much in this episode. Trooper told you because of the pacing in it. Isn't it but, yeah. depends if they're setting things up for later on, though. Well, the third, think, ep third episode was. <laughs> I think they're doing the best of in some ways as well. Like everybody's coming back and going. And... You kind of have to, though, yeah. with it being the final season and all. Yeah, 
Agreed now. What's this one out of ten, Amanda? I've given it nine and a half out of ten. That's a definite recommendation, isn't it? Indeed. Now, what's episode three called? Right, so that's called The Rupture. Okay. And what happened in the rupture? Right, so there were no more returns this week. There was two deaths. Three, actually. Is it three? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, 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 but that person was already dead. Yeah, that one, the other person. Yeah. No, come on, tell me, that person was coming yeah. back from the dead and supernatural. It, it, never, it never happens, does it? Never. Never. Person, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, man, I don't really want to mention who died. I can men- shall I mention one? I'm not going to mention the main one. So um, Ketch died, but he's kind of like redeeming himself because he's been all out for himself for a while now. Yeah. And he died refusing to give up information about the Winchesters. So I thought that was a good death. And the other one was a good death, but I'm not going to mention who that is. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. She's not giving spoilers away, Michael. Is that impressive? No, that's too, I are. think it's too big to mention. Yeah. Okay. And also then, Amanda, in the case, then, um, there was a third death, wasn't there? Yeah. In this uh, season, if anyone cares to remember, I thought you saw it in my club, yeah. Do you remember the character Jack was in the last series? Yes. He died, didn't he? Yeah. Well, and some demon to ho- took over his body. And we found out what this demon Jack's ultimate plan was. Yeah, he wanted to absorb all the souls and rule hell. So, Cass killed him. As you do. Which you won't think he'd be able to do because he was like a Well, Jack was like a sub to him and he's in Jack's body. Yeah, so he killed him basically and burned him up completely. So that's why. So, but then after that, like, it's then after and the other character died, who Amanda doesn't want to name. And what happened then, Amanda? Um, yeah, they still, but you found that they still don't know that God's stuck in this world, so they think that they're free now. Yeah, seems to think they've been free manipulated, but obviously, then after Cassiel killed Jackoff, what happened then, Amanda? Not much, I don't think. It was a big row, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Um, Destiel split up. Do you Destiel, I'm under us. <laughs> I, 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 I do, I do. It, it was, it was like a breakup. He, like, said, he said to him, Cass said to Dean, oh, there's no point me being here anymore. And then he was like leaving, and you was expecting Dean to say, no, don't go. Yeah. Or maybe that was just me. And then all the fans cried. Yeah, all fans cried, definitely so. We definitely felt like at the end of a relationship breakup rather than just two male friends falling yeah. out of each other. Yeah, two, but two, but a definite of a romance. Because there was one in the previous episode, wasn't there, when I said that seemed a bit romantic, where Dean was saying that nothing had been real, and Cass goes, there was one thing that was real. Oh, we were here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That, that's cheese, Michael. Do you agree with that? Uh, what is it? Maybe it wasn't said quite like that, but it wasn't. It was, like it was developed. Yeah. In what my head, it was like that. Yeah, right, okay, so, right, is anything you don't like about this episode, Amanda? No. If I'm honest with you, I watched these three episodes, Michael, with Amanda and Ace, they seem to cram a lot in. Perhaps it was too much in some ways. But it looked the empty, that's for sure, anyway, so, what are you going to give it out of 10? I'll give it a 10 out of 10. What if Michael? Is that a recommendation? Yeah. Seemingly so. <laughs> right, okay. So then we're moving on now to episode 4. And that's Atomic Monsters. Right, this was a change in tone, this one, straight away. Yeah, this was, was a slow pace. I think we needed that, though. I didn't enjoy this episode that very much, actually. But that's personal opinion, so... Right, Amanda, what happened this one, then? Right, so this was more of a platform, I think, for 
Chuck slash God to reveal his planned ending, where he has like a big grin on his face and he says he sees a gravestone that says Winchester, Ooh. and he's really excited about it and he says the fans will love it, which they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, and um, these are some uh, car- another character came back from the yeah. past, didn't it? Um, Becky came back into it, if you remember. I don't think so. She cast a, she, well, she worked with a demon or a witch or something to cast a spell on Sam to make him marry her against his will. Oh, yeah. And now she's relatively normal and just making supernatural figures, and she's married with two children, so she's only that now. Cool. Until God comes along and makes her disappear and makes the whole family disappear. Very, very happy, really, that one. So. <laughs> now, but I said it was. The, there was a storyline also in this, wasn't there, as well? Basically, about um, the Winchester brothers going on the normal mission, weren't they? Yeah, I think that was just to show that they were being controlled by God. Yeah, it was very cheesy. The mission itself wasn't that important. No. No, the point was it showed, it showed the cheese factor to it, whether it was Diggers Home, so like the once a week sort of things. What didn't you like about this episode, Amanda? Um, well, you've never seen my score, which I'm not going to give you. But I think it's just because it was a slower episode and we're used to the others that were actually packed, but this was yeah. a slower episode. It just didn't seem enough. One of those ones where not a lot really seemed to happen, Michael. You can't Apart need from, those, though. You can't yeah. have it all like yeah. those. Yeah, it had been too much, it's yeah. It's so. setting things up, I think. Yeah, and that in the case, Amanda, what you give us one out of ten? I'm giving it seven out of ten. So you can see, like, it's, that's, it was a bit of a change in tone, whether it was as good as a normal yeah. ball game, isn't it? I so. you still need to watch it to get an idea of what's going to happen later. No, I can't no. wait for the episode where Castiel starts dating with Sam just to make me in my... Oh, well, you've got... Um, <laughs> That'd be sassy, yeah, yeah. Oh, You've got um, the guy from Leverage coming to it shortly, haven't you? Ah, yes. oh, um, oh, yeah. I know from Angel. Yeah, Angel, yeah. Right, episode five. Right, that's called Proverbs 17.3. Hmm. And this could have been another standard Monster of the Week episode. But then it started playing out where it was just too easy and everything just seemed to fall into the laps. Yeah. And the night I you didn't have before mm. it was revealed that it seemed like God was just playing with the Winchesters. Yeah. With the help of Lilith. And do you remember seen Lilith in it before? I, I, I do. I didn't know who she was actually. But anyway, yeah, so I'm going to I think she was, she was one of the first not big villains, wasn't she? Um, Fairly early on, yeah. Yeah. It's about season four or five, I think. Something like that. They had to kill her to set Satan free. Now, the point of this one is about um, there was some monsters going around kidnapping young girls and basically killing them slowly. And there was werewolf brothers, wasn't it? Yeah, they were hunting together. A bit like Sam and Dean who hunt monsters together. Yeah, there was a parallel in this one that was Michael and Guy's and Girls where it's in the mirror the two brothers and the werewolves and also the Winchester brothers. Yeah, and then right. just when they were in the middle of a fight and it seemed like the Winchesters were going to lose, one of the werewolf brothers turned on the other and killed him. And that was God trying to set up how he wants things to end with them. He wants brother to kill brother. And then basically what was going on with that was Lilith then appeared, had to be in the sky of it, and twisted the whole episode round really. That's why it was quite a clever twist that really. Yeah. Like I said so. Now... Is there anything else you say about this episode, Amanda? Um, notes will scroll down. No, I think that's it. <laughs> what are you going to give it out of ten then? Uh, I've not admitted it on here yet, but I'm going to give it a nine and a half. <coughs> yeah, the best episode than the fourth one, that's for sure. So. Right, we've seen episode six this morning. Yeah, I've not really made many notes on that. 
Right, so there's two stories in this one, really, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Now, who was the character who returned in it? Another old character who I didn't know. Yeah, um, Eileen, she was called. Do you remember her, Michael? Uh, I don't think so. I vaguely remember something about a, a deaf hunter, but I don't remember what she did or how she originally mm. died or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, Cassiel came back in this one again, he did, after a two-episode break. He was working on a separate case, the Winchester Brothers. At this point, they, again, in the last episode, last episode of the war, not a lot of things really happened, did it? And then they had a guest star in it when he was... There was a lady that was in them, Travellers, I mean, what's Travellers, did you, Amanda, Michael? Don't think so. No, she was a woman made guest star, Matt Craven, that came in for the episode, and Cassie was helping her hunt for a son, basically, so... And plus you had the Winchester brothers with Eileen taking on her mother and two daughter witches. Cool. That's why, so... All the Lyles really went on, really, was it? Um, I think it was... Well, the bit with Cass, I think, was just showing how peeved off he was when he found out that God was still around and that he was still sort of pushing them through the maze. Yeah. Because when he found out that the monster was the sheriff, yeah. Someone in power. He got very mad, didn't he? Yeah. Because he's tired of someone in power pushing him around. And he got very violent when he was killing him. There was a lot of blood splattering everywhere. Yeah. Now, the first time I've watched a couple of I've never seen Cassio like that before. So he's obviously like him. It was the new violent, dark Cassio. And it shows, shows you how weak he is now dark as well. Dark CL. Yeah. Because he healed. Oh, I like that dark CL. Yeah. <laughs> he healed that boy, didn't he? And it took a lot yeah. out of him. Considering that he killed Demon Jack. With all the souls in him, that's probably made him even weaker. Yeah, straight away. But I think it's the appointment the episode seemed to be was another stand the monster week case of the boys. But then his case, he was he seemed to dominate the story. I mean, the fact was, he realised he needed a back when him and come back with those two, didn't he? And that was the point, yeah. right, it seemingly so. So we'll see, so all should be revealed. So, right, Amanda, what do you rate this out of 10? I give it 8. That Michael Jackman's better. It's a steady, steady episode, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, I'm not sure when the episode seven's out, but it seems it's a it's a week's break now. Week break from the look of it, because it's Thanksgiving next week. And that means me and Michael are going to get my video, my friend of ours go Thanksgiving next week, aren't we? So. Oh, good riddance day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not naming names here. So, uh, right. No, no, that was. Um, I can't remember. It was some because uh, I watch uh, retro replay. With um, no North Tribeca, and they were they they were saying that they were talking about um, Thanksgiving. Oh, as, oh no, that's Independence Day. They were talking. Really? Indep- Independence Day, and their British friend called it Good Riddance Day. <laughs> anyway, we're going to say no comment there. So we're <coughs> spring now. You reckon Amanda with two more episodes to go for the Christmas break, isn't they? Yeah. So that would then they'll take a break then for about probably about January. six weeks, January or so. That's what I see, like I said, but it's... Has it good... Can you... What's so far, Amanda? What do you think it's going to have? What's coming then? What do you reckon? Then? Um, I don't know. There's all, There's been the flashback. Not the flashbacks, the visions as well that Sam's been having. Yeah, basically... Of either killing Dean or Dean killing him. But I think that's linked to God somehow putting him into his head because that's what he wants. Yeah. Them. I think it'll turn, they will turn against each other probably the second half of the series. Yeah. We'll see if they then come back together again and whether one dies or not. Or maybe both dies. I don't think the fans will like that though. I don't care what she says. <laughs> exactly, so we'll see. Okay, oh, she'll be revealed, so. Barry Amanda, is it looking good? 
Yeah. Right, Michael, any questions, Amanda? I don't think so. Oh, no, I'm probably alright as well, so we'll let Amanda take a break then. Thank you, Amanda, and thank you, Michael. We don't know yet, Michael, whether we're going to do an episode 14 next month in December yet, do we'll, we? So. We shall see if there's enough news. If not, we are going to be doing some recording, Michael, aren't we? Some of our favourite comic Indeed. writers. We've got about five lined up so far we want to talk about, so we'll do some rec- be like a recommendations list. They will start going live in December. Maybe in the far into January. And we'll be back. We'll keep you in touch. We'll keep in touch, you guys, when we got when we know when there's news coming through. And otherwise, I'll speak to you all soon. Thank you again, Amanda. Bye, camera. Bye-bye. <laughs> Michael's waving bye-bye to the camera as well. I, I wave, I wave, I wave in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> See you all soon, guys. Bye. 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 B